I'm Danielle Laporte, and essentially, this is a one-woman show about self-realization called With Love, Danielle. A few quick things to mention. These are adult conversations, so heads up. Also, I record all of these podcasts in my living room, so you will be hearing the natural sounds of what is going on in my neighborhood in East Vancouver. I'll be talking about compassion, self-help fatigue, sex, joy, serving the world. This is about a spirituality that's way more rock and roll than it is oppressive. I'm here to help you turn your anxiety into power. Personally, I want to live more deeply, but lighten up. You're going to hear about all the ways that I have finally figured out how to do that. I am not into making grand motivational promises, but I can commit to showing up as fully, sincerely, authentically as possible with the intention of really alleviating suffering and amplifying joy just for starters. It's about doing everything I can to help all of us feel a little less crazy, a lot more full of possibility, and clearly part of the solution. All right, let me set the scene for you. You've done a lot of good work, hard work, so good. You're full. You're fatigued. You are ever committed. Do you want to go further? Don't you? You do. You want to be more effective, more radiant, more powerful. You know what to do? Rest. Rest because you need it. Notice I didn't say because you deserve it. Rest is not something we need to earn. Let me say it again. You do not need to earn your right to rest. It's even, you know, resting is even beyond a right. Of course, it's your birthright to do what is best for you. But it's, it's, it's a necessity. It's an essential service to your soul. Rest because you love. Because you are loving. Because you are love. Rest because you love yourself. You love your body. You love your mind. Rest because you love the people around you. You love the world. Rest because, yeah, there is always more beautiful work to be done. Rest to become stronger. Rest to become wiser. Rest is love. So what does it say about us as a culture that resting is a difficult feat? Well, it says that we're steered by capitalism and toxic patriarchy and the mortal coil of self-worth issues, which seems to be a theme I keep hitting on in every podcast. Uh, we know this. We know We know this. So what I want to do today is, well, I just want you to let me convince you. Let me try and convince you. I'm very convincing. Um, about how rest will move you forward. So full disclaimer, this is actually a mind trick. I'm messing with you here because what I'm doing here is first I'm going to appeal to our obsession with productivity. Uh, but the plan is, the overall plan, is to get you to rest for performance enhancement reasons. I'm going to prove why you should do that. And then what's going to happen when you rest for the sake of productivity is that restfulness 
is going to touch your spirit. I'm going to, I should be my most hypnotic self right now, shouldn't I? That restfulness is going to touch your spirit. Now I'm just sounding creepy. But this is what's going to happen. Just trust me. Just go with it. The restfulness is going to touch your spirit. And you're going to be like, wow, rest is love. And love is all. And that's that. <laughs> and then guess what happens? Love wins. But for now, I'm just going to approach this. Uh, I'm going to appeal to the ego's uh, rationale. I'm going to approach the ego's demands for productivity with reason, the payoff of resting. So there's this uncomfortable and sacred, emphasis on sacred, there's this uncomfortable and sacred space between exertion and restoration. And if we bypass that place, if we don't rest, we will miss the insights to be garnered, to be mined from all of the work that we have done. All of those insights that are actually going to guide us to the next step. Resting is part of being conscious, awakened. If we don't rest, we cannot see what we learned. We're just making and doing. And this is, like, this is so hamster wheel stuff to not rest, right? If we don't learn from what we've just done, we're very likely to repeat the bad habits more importantly, and this is really the point I want to make, we're more likely to eclipse all of the healthy impulses that we just enacted, embodied in our push project, whatever it was. And we want to build on those healthy impulses. I'm so much more interested in seeing what's working and building on that. Like, you know, even in, in everything I write that's inquiry-based, if I like run you through any kind of Q&A, I always try and, and, and skew the content. So like 80% of the questions of the inquiry are about what you're grateful for and what's working. And 20% is about what's not working, where you're stuck, where you feel impeded, where, what, what is suffering for you. Because I don't want to set you to go down the spiral of what's not working. I don't want us to get into victimization, although sometimes we are legit victims, um, or just get in that chemical soup of toxicity. But at the same time, we don't want to skip over what isn't working. That's just called new age bullshit bypassing. So you want to have it in the corner of your eye and be aware of what's not working. But then keep your energy pointed in the direction that you want to go. Keep your your time management, your body, your values, all pointed to where it is that you want to go. Yeah, okay, back to rest. I'm still trying to convince your ego about why you should take a fucking break. We rest in order to integrate the benefits of the work we've done. It's like being still to allow the vitamins to be processed into your system. We assimilate the healing. So much healing just came from all your hard work. Yeah, you expanded. That's healing. We assimilate the healing. We assimilate the lessons we learned, the exciting lessons, the pleasant lessons, and the not-so-pleasant lessons. We rest to assimilate the efficacy. We really want every gesture, every tactic, every thought form that we 
we took, that we put into play. We want the effectiveness of those things to sit in our systems, to be saturated into our psyche. That's why we rest. How's your ego doing with me? Is your ego peaked? Is your ego convinced yet that you should rest? Rest to become stronger. Rest to become wiser. Rest is love. Shavasana. Shavasana, also known as the corpse pose in yoga. So typically, Shavasana is done at the end of the practice. You just, so simple, you lay flat on your back, palms to the sky, eyes closed, relaxing every part of your body. Are we in yoga right now? Don't do this while you're driving. Just focus on your breathing, rising and falling, yeah? So contrary to a lot of popular opinion, Shavasana is not so much about chilling as it is about integrating, integration. Some teachers believe that if you skip Shavasana, you lose the benefits of your entire yoga session. All that work you've done is wiped out by just walking out the door instead of moving into corpse pose. And I think, and this is the reason we're here, I think creative and work cycles, life cycles, need Shavasana. We need rest. We, we can consider it a divine debriefing. And this is a undervalued, underrated practice in both business and in living. We resist resting, we fidget, we race forward onto the next thing. And for similar reasons, Shavasana itself as, as an asana, as, a, as a, a, a posture, as a shape, you know, that undoing, that unwinding, that letting go, it's also considered to be one of the most difficult of all yoga postures to master. Like, let's just wrap our heads around that for a second. So we need to learn to master just laying down and being with our breath. We need to learn to master integrating. You know, I think we should approach this, this learning requirement that we're in with compassion. We should approach all things with compassion. But it's not that we need to learn how to relax because we're so uptight and neurotic, although that's the case for lots of us. But life is more pressurized and demanding than ever. I used to get into this philosophical argument a lot about how I didn't think that technology was really detrimental to the quality of our lives, that we were working harder as our forefathers and mothers used to work that you know, if I was a pioneer 250 years ago, I would be up from sunup and I would work until sundown. And I was digging and doing all the things that pioneers do. What, what I was questing, I was mining. If I would have been a female 250 years ago, I mean, just, I would just be milking the milk for the babies. So I'm holding firm that we're all working as hard as we've ever worked. But I have to completely admit to being so wrong about so much of my past arguments about technology and busyness. We are sleeping less than we have slept before. We are having less connection, interaction, integration with nature. We have forgotten how to rest. 
and play is something that we put on a to-do list. It's it's messed up. Not to mention the pressurization of what the year 2020 is. <laughs> World health epidemics, disorders, the list goes on. If you've been in my orbit for any time, you know I could go on with all that's wrong. Crisis and immorality, fucked up education system, anybody, anybody? So it is more difficult to rest and therefore more required that we master the art of laying down and integrating all the benefits of the good work that we are doing and all of the things that we have to contend with and in some cases endure. Let's get back to Shavasana for a second. All of my favorite yogis and yoginis teach that Shavasana is one of the most important poses. So you could say rest is one of the most important actions, non-action actions you can be taking in your life. My Vancouver teacher, Wesley Salter, (laughs) Qigong yoga uh, breakdancer, he pours on a lot of hot sauce in his classes. Like we work it up. And... Over a number of years doing classes with Wesley, no matter how sweaty the class, very consistently, he tells us that everything in that class is leading to the importance of Shavasana. Another yogi friend, yoga hero, actually, Ian Finn. This is uh, how he explains it. These are Ian's words. Ian would say, dude... Shavasana is the most important time in the yoga practice by far. The way I see it, doing all the poses in a yoga practice is like mixing cake batter. But Shavasana is the time we get to put the cake in the oven to make our mindset more delicious. I believe that in today's busy and anxious world, the best sign for our health and our immunity isn't how many burpees we can do in a minute, how deep our splits are, or how long we can hold a plank pose. The best litmus test for our health is Shavasana, how we can simply lie on the floor and chill. Why? Because the more we can relax, the more we can let it all go. The more we can let it all go, the more we can let it all in. We become more permeable to the greatest force in the universe. Love. All the tension that blocks our heart is released when we show up in our highest vibrational self. Yeah, (laughs) that's Ian for you. Rest to become stronger. Rest to become wiser. Rest is love. So you're at the end of a big project or a heavy cycle of output and you'll probably be pulled in equal force in three directions toward cleaning it up, that tidy mode, because you're done. Then you're going to feel this tug towards stillness and rest. And then a tug towards what's next, the newness. So let's talk about cleaning it up. You've been in that creative bubble. Your autoresponder was set to please screw off. Your doormat said, unwelcome. And at the end of a project, the end of a crusade, the end of a march, the end of a birth cycle, your inbox, you cannot even go near it. You've been so focused on creating 
other things on creating social change, making things in box explosion. So there's legitimately many things that need tending to at the end of a big energy output cycle. People you care about are waiting on you and you genuinely want to move into responsive and reaction mode, but you also need to rest, right? So there's the tension of cleaning up. Now there's the tension of stillness and resting. What happens with the pull towards stillness is psychologically, spiritually, emotionally, physically, you know you need to stop. Your, your mind has been burning for so long. It needs to cool down. It's like a motor that needs to cool down. Your nervous system needs some suspension. Your body just needs to amble. You know, you need a nap. You need to read a book unrelated to your line of work or the global crisis. You need unscheduled time just listening and receiving. Instead of output, this is about basking in the nourishment of the divine. That's the power of restoration, right? And then there's the newness, especially if you identify as a creative with a capital, create. Part of you is going to be raring to get going on the next big thing because you've had that momentum and that velocity. You're on the track. You want to keep going on that track. Let's While we're moving up, let's keep going up. Next big thing. You are wired to make stuff. You are jacked. It is what you do. Let's keep going. Uh, my experience has been at the end of every book that I've written, like the very day where I wrote the end, I never actually write the end, but I know that like, that's it. I'm going to, the file is complete. The manuscript is done. It's going to my editor or whatever. It's the last paragraph. The very next day, I want to get working on the next book. And it's because I'm, I'm in that groove. It's like, I'm sweaty now. I may as well sweat more. It's like my creativity has been flowing. I'm like jacked on service. I'm jacked on my own like perspective, ego, divinity, all of it. I'm jacked. But I'm going to drive myself off a cliff if I start another project. I need to rest. So I've learned that I just have to, to be with that burning in my heart to create more, have the maturity to know like that fire is always going to be there. And then really, I just need to listen to my body and my inner child who definitely needs more rest and attention, highly likely at the end of a project. Although I'm trying, I'm getting healthier in that my deep sensitivity does not get ignored when I'm in hyper-creation and productivity mode. I will ask my deep sensitivity, like, it's go time, what do you need? And she might just say, like, I need more play, take more breaks. Some days she'll ask for specific food, like, I need plums today or cherries or... She never asks for ice cream. She's, she, she knows what's good for her. The healthier I get spiritually and psychologically, the more aware I am of my need for Shavasana and the more I dig it. Rest to become stronger. Rest to become wiser. Rest is love. Hey, hey, did you know that I have a devotion program called Heart Centered. It's a membership where there's monthly visualizations, 
and prayers. We do reflective writing exercises. We do them on the new moon and the full moon, and you get to burn some stuff. There's rituals for gratitude on behalf of Mother Earth. It's really, it's quite beautiful. It's turned into a gorgeous hive of devotion. It's about reflective living. And I open it up for registration the last week of every month. Not holding back anymore. Door is open on a regular basis. And the pricing is incredibly accessible. I want this to be affordable and a blessing to as many people as possible. If you go to daniellelaporte.com slash heart-centered, my heart is waiting for you. It's right there. My friend Tracy Stanley is, I call her the empress of rest. She is both a longtime practitioner and now a trainer of what is called yoga nidra. Yoga nidra is also referred to as yogic sleep. It's that state of consciousness uh, between waking and sleeping. The body is completely relaxed. I feel like I'm channeling Tracy right now. The body is completely relaxed. I've done a yoga nidra class with her and I was so blown away by her, her, her presence, but also her ability to keep us in that state, to keep us awake in that in-between state. She really brought that, that quality of light to that inky cosmic space. Yeah, so beautiful. Apparently, Yoga Nidra is now being used in the U.S. Army to help soldiers recover from post-traumatic stress disorder. So Tracy's been at this for 18 years, working with Himalayan masters, and there's a deep tantric legacy there. I left Tracy a voicemail a couple weeks ago and said, Hi, I'm probably interrupting your resting. How many people <laughs> who leave you messages every week say, Hey, I know you're resting, but... And Tracy and I have talked about our relationship to death and how you can use, there's different practices you can use to consider your relationship to death and how that brings you closer to aliveness and vitality and wellness. And I think that there is a, a, a similarity for many of us with our relationship to restfulness and our relationship to death. I think a lot of us think that if we take a rest, we're going to die, that something is going to stop flowing, that opportunities won't come to us, that, that the beat, the pulse is going to cease if we don't keep the pulse happening. When the truth is, it's really the divine that is pulsing within us. Something greater than ourselves is carrying us. But back to this idea, this, I, I think there's a, a terror that a lot of us have, at least just a tendril of it, a through line of fear around resting. So I had to reckon with my workaholism a few years ago. Uh, it's not a term that I use playfully. It's a serious, at least for me, it was a serious situation. I think workaholism can wreak as much havoc on your life as an addiction to a, a substance. And the growth for me 
I mean, it was really a rebirth experience. I, I, I'll probably be talking about it for, hopefully not forever. Maybe I'm going to die again while I'm still alive. I don't know. I hope not. Uh, I'm going to talk about it for a long time. But the growth for me was to understand that my incessant striving was a way of both trying to earn my way into some kind of divine favor. Like if I worked hard enough, I would get the spiritual form of like, you're in. <laughs> you get good karma now. Voila. My incessant striving, my workaholism was also just a big avoidance tactic to not have to go into my subconscious where all kinds of uncomfortable emotions are for, for most of us. That's where it's the fear and the shame and the terror and the so on and the so on and the so on. But if I just stay busy, if I just fondle my day planner, it, it was at a point where I, I wouldn't, I would only watch a movie if I thought it was a movie I could work into my writing. If it was something that was going to give me insight that I could produce into some kind of offering that was going to make me more valuable. Now I watch just like a bunch of dumb shit. It's great. <laughs> I am so not as cultured as I used to be because I'm just like, fuck it. I just want to rest. Kick back. Yeah. My resting is not always Netflix and chill. I could use some more chill, but my overworking functioned to pull me away from introspection, which kept me from both my pain and my incredible power, my incredible power to heal, my radiant power to create, to serve, to be in joy, to choose joy, to do all that I am able to do to continually expand and root my awareness in knowing how vast I am as a soul. Yeah, everybody is that kind of vastness. But if I'm always working to prove how worthy I am. I'm actually numbing out. I'm distracting myself from the truth of my divinity. Yeah. So my workaholism ended up being my greatest curse and, and my blessing because it's what stopped me. It was the illness that gave me no choice other than to rest, to seriously rest, not just take a Friday off and get a pedicure, right? I had to rest for days that turned into weeks, that turned into a few months. And those months were mostly full of, in terms of like, you know, doingness, a day-to-dayness, mostly sleeping, a lot of just rambling and wandering. Mostly I look like I just got out of the hospital. I just the same shitty sweatpants and I just walk around the block some days some days I would wear my 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 Uggs just side note about Uggs you should never wear your Uggs out of the house that's not what they're for it is really style council says no and also don't you just need to know that Uggs are not vegan how those sheep are herded harvested and treated on behalf of getting that wool that goes in the Uggs. I will never buy Uggs again. No offense, Uggs. Uh, but there are other, it doesn't, I'm vegan, mostly-ish. No more Uggs. Okay. So I, I actually, I was so fucked up. I wore my Uggs out of the house. Um, there was a lot of therapy. There was a lot of laying around. Let's do my own yoga nidra without knowing it. 
there was a lot of laying around crying. There was more sleeping. There was a lot of praying. I did a lot of moving very, very slowly through the days. Yeah. So now, so happy to report, I am leagues and leagues away from crisis mode. I'm deeply well. Uh, there's so much joy because there's so much more awareness of what I am. When you face your soul, the experience is joy. Joy is what happens when you are aware of your magnificence, when you see your size, your beauty, your originality, your connection to source, to creation, to nature. When you see that, you inevitably experience joy. Yeah, it's not something you have to go attain. It's really just a basking in the consciousness of how vast your heart is. That's joy. Anyway, I'm there. <laughs> um, I Lots of joy is happening. Uh, lots of clarity. I have generally got my shit very together and all. Uh, but I am still confronted once in a while with the discomfort that comes up when I know it's time to rest. It's like, you know, it's like, it's like flies on the fruit of my good labor. Needing to rest still sometimes is like slightly annoying. And now with the upheaval that is also known as the year 2020, um, clearly source creation, the divine mother is saying to all of us, Hey y'all slow down. So the choice this year has been even clearer for me and for my team uh, that we're just going to go with the directions of the divine. We're going to go with it. We're going to slow down some. We had the awareness to know that if we tried to go against the mother's orders, it was potentially going to be disastrous. So we've done a lot on the team to simplify, which has been tricky because when people are in crisis, in pain, and they can't leave the house. It means if you're on the in the online wisdom self-help business, you're going to be busier than ever. And I also want to be of more service than I ever have. But rest has become the new badge of honor for me, at least. Not that I need anyone's approval for that. I don't need any badges of honor. Um, but rest, restfulness, a deeper wellness is emerging in our company culture. It's showing up and like we we are I'm noticing that we are more sharing. No one is hiding the restful, simplifying wellness stuff that they're doing. We're actually really joyful to report on things we didn't do. <laughs> on things we let fall off of our personal plates. We are really celebrating that we are having real weekends. Oh my God, real weekends. Uh, for me, I'm taking more breaks. And for me, that means breaks without anxiety to get back to what I was working on. So a break that's like joyful, that could even maybe linger on, could go longer. The breaks are nourishing. There's a lush quality to them. And they're fun. 
And I don't have to trick my ego anymore. Like if I take a break, I'm going to write something clear. If I take a break now, I'll do such a better podcast. Those are true. Okay, sometimes I have to trick myself into doing the breaks for productivity reasons. But mostly I'm just like, oh, a break would be so sweet right now. Break is what my hot mind needs. So maybe this, if you're still here, why are you still here listening if this sounds rudimentary to you? <laughs> I'm apologizing now. If this sounds rudimentary and duh for some of us, sorry, but thanks for hanging in. But the secret to going further, to getting more done, is breaks, is rest. Rest to become stronger. Rest to become wiser. Rest is love. Let's get back to Shavasana just for a minute. Shavasana is not necessarily nap time. Some yoga instructors will discourage falling asleep at the end of class. And then some will say like, you know, sleep if you need to sleep. If you've done more than three yoga classes in your life, you're going to encounter a snorer. Oh, and don't you feel so much snore sympathy for that person? <laughs> like, you hope they're just, it's just, they're just ripping it. And then they just wake themselves up with the rip and snore and it's fucking with everybody's shavasta. And oh, God bless the snores. God, celebrate the snores. Those who are so relaxed, who need the break, who who can just fall into deep sleep in a room full of 50 other people. Okay, but the point here is with Shavasana, if Shavasana can be done right. Let's, uh, let me rephrase that to say a more optimal, potentially optimal Shavasana. It's not about escaping. <laughs> it's about integration. In my early days, I used to consider it snooze time. And I really wish I would have had that t-shirt that said, I'm just here for the Savasana because it was pretty much true. But now my approach is different. I now listen during Shavasana and I hear so much more. And I re-enter the world so much more energized because I allow myself to float in that liminal in-between space. And the same approach applies to work. So I used to wrap a big project, go full on, not listen to my deep sensitivity. God, I miss the days when I used to smoke when I wrote. And uh, never a full-time smoker, but I just love like a couple smokes like at midnight, thinking I was so wise. <laughs> uh, but still, even post those days, definitely midnight oil was like my elixir staying up really late. I really felt like I was going to write better late into the night. It was like going to be me and the vampires. I used to think, what was the series, the vampire series, Twilight? You know what I loved so much about that series? Yes, I watched it because really I'm just a 16-year-old romantic girl is that they didn't have to sleep. It's not, not all vampires are created alike, but that, that brand <laughs> of vampire they never slept. And I thought, oh my God, think of all the things I could get done. Now I actually sleep. Sleep is my friend. I like sleep. I like rest. I like breaks. Uh, but this is how it applies to my, my creative approach. So I used to do the big project, plow, crank, use the word crank all the time. I never use a 
word crank anymore. I'm just going to go crank this out. Now I, I say I'm going to glide with this. Uh, and then I would crash really hard. And I'd be so excited. I would sleep in for like a week and then I would just kind of pig out on my favorite foods, even though I was pigging out on the cross finish line anyway. I would just, I would, and then I would like zone out with movies. It just kind of went into like stoner rest mode. And then I would like, I have to pull out of it. And then I would plunge into the next thing. I mean, this is really this cycle of addiction, right? Now, because I'm so enlightened now. Now, when I'm I'm done a big push, I sit with both the discomfort and the enthusiasm. Because for me, I'm, I'm I've always got another thing to create. So it's like I'm it's uncomfortable. I'm gonna have to be still. I know I need to rest, but I'm so excited to do the next thing. So I just I give that like a little more space, and then I also give a little more honor to my fatigue. I'm not a loser because I'm tired. I'm not weak because I didn't stay up until midnight. And my body is still strong, even if it's fatigued. My mind is still strong, even if it needs a break. And I also give like so much honor and space to my satisfaction. Celebrate the journey just that I just made, the soapbox that I was on, the chapter I wrote, the, the room I cleaned, the ditch I dug, whatever. Um, so I stay more awake instead of moving into that stoner sleep mode. And I stay more awake. I'm more mindful at the end of a project. And I and that part of that mindfulness is I look at where I've just come from and how it relates or how it doesn't relate to where I want to go next. If I have an idea of where I want to go next. But I try to park my ideas of where I want to go next and just rest because the guidance for the next right step will highly likely come out of that place of restfulness. That's why we rest. It's one of the reasons we rest. So I have a more mindful kind of resting instead of a bingy kind of zone out resting. And I am able to be in that valley of stillness without rushing ahead with plans. And I get better ideas about where I need to go. And by better, I mean ideas that serve my whole self, my devotion, my spirit, and my body, and the people in my life, and my creativity. We rest to integrate the benefits of the work that we have done. Integrate the benefits. So clean up after your push project, but you can do it without rushing. You can clean up without any panic or guilt. Then be still. Be still in the ways that your heart, your body, your mind need you to be. And in doing that, let the new seeds take root. So you can allow yourself to be just super sensationally excited about that seed, about what's next, while you're resting. While you are resting, you can double down on your determination to do what is left to be done without acting on it right now because you are resting. 
and from your restfulness, you are going to rise into your presence. And from your presence, you rise into meeting the future. And you will be very, very ready. After you rest, rest to become stronger. Rest to become wiser. Rest is love. Thank you so much for listening, for feeling, for spreading the word with love.